This is Ron Moss Ministries. Um, I had uh, started a segment uh, dealing with love, and I wanted to get back into that and uh, and talk about how important the word is and how the word really, if we allow it to, to affect our behavior and our actions and really who we are as a person and as people, as a people. And I thought about trying to bring that home today in a way that would hopefully be able to touch someone in a way of, you know, allowing them to understand how important to me that word is. And in 1962, uh, my mother uh, had twin boys. Uh, I was born 11 minutes before my twin brother. Uh, My name is Ronald K. Moss, and my twin brother's name is Donald Ray Moss. And so we were born in we call Pickens County, uh, actually lived in Clemson, South Carolina, uh, went to Morrison Elementary up until the fourth grade. And then my dad was in the Navy. So we moved to Virginia Beach, Virginia. And I don't want to really talk too much about the growing up period. There'll be another time for that. But when I was a freshman in college, uh, I got a call one day from my grandmother. You know, back then we didn't have cell phones, and so uh, she called in the payphone of the dorm, and she told me that my twin brother had just came out of the closet uh, to my mother and my father, and I wasn't really in tune with that language to a point where I really didn't understand what she meant, and then she said, your brother just told uh, your mom and dad that he was gay. I remember the first few minutes uh, spending time trying to defend him. Oh, he just did that because they probably picking with him or said this or said that. And uh, it just kind of blew it off. And and, and I remember getting off the phone with her, and and we're talking about uh, 1982-83. And I remember getting off the phone with her, and I sat there in the payphone and kind of did a quick synopsis of his life and thought about, some of the people that he hung out with or the people he hung with, you know, uh, you know, and I, I really didn't think about it too much because I had my own life. You know, I was a, I was a sports fanatic. I was an athlete in school. I, you know, my, my life was, you know, at that time I was running track in college, you know, so I, my focus was really on, on Ron Moss. My focus wasn't on what was going on with my brother. And I remember getting home, uh, for Christmas break. And me and my brother shared a room together. And I went upstairs, and uh, the very first thing I asked him, I mean, I, mean, I remember walking in, and and, he, and my brother loved Bee Gees and, and Angela Bofield and other artists. And, uh, and I, I remember the first thing I asked him, I said, are you gay? And he looked at me, and he said, yes. And I remember going into the bathroom, and I remember getting on my knees, and I remember crying. I, I cried, I know, maybe maybe three or four minutes. And, and in the process of crying, I started praying. And I said, Lord, he's my twin brother. And I need him in my life. I, I need him. He's the closest thing to me. And, and I can't let this affect how I feel about him. And I remember getting up 
uh, our birthdays are December the 19th. And I remember getting up and uh, and said, hey, you know, you ready to go shopping? You ready to go to the mall? And, and just kind of accepted it that way. You know, it was like, okay, this is just another part of life. This is something that we deal with. You know, uh, I grew up learning history. I grew up learning a whole lot of stuff. I grew up learning about the struggles of our people, the struggle of African-Americans. And I just felt like, OK, this could be another struggle or something that we go through. And and we're going to get we're going to get past this, whatever, whatever is getting ready to take place. We're going to get past. And I remember us going to the mall, having a good time. And then I remember him kind of opening up to me about his life and telling me the struggles that he had and and how it was to realize that his attraction was for uh, a guy instead of a female and how we would walk down the sidewalk and and my mama used to say I was mannish and and we walked down the sidewalk and I said don't look at that little girl right there and he said he couldn't say it but he would say yeah look at that boy look at that that little boy right there or that boy that's you know our age or whatever he said I couldn't share those emotions because I knew it wasn't right. I knew that people wouldn't understand. And I remember asking him, I said, when did you feel like, you know, when did you feel that 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 day had arrived? When did you feel like that this was something that you felt was a part of you? And he said, ever since I can remember having feelings, that's what I felt. And uh, and I remember, you know, making sure in my mind that I had to make sure he understood that whatever he was going to go through, that I was going to be right there with him, that I was going to be his strongest support. Now, I say all of this because I want you to understand how important love was for me and still is in that situation. Because I know even talking about this, you know, folk will focus more on what he said instead of how he lived. Uh, my brother was a very successful person. My brother uh, was one of the first in our family of the kids to buy a home. You know, I mean, he was always kind of the first. You know, he was the place that we all wanted to gather at when it was time for Christmas and time for other birthday parties and other things. It was his place because of his great personality he had. You know, I was more of the shy person. My brother was more of the outspoken person, the, the person that wasn't afraid to to really do what he needed to do to survive. I actually looked up to him as my mentor for life because he knew uh, he had the savings account first. He had the home first. He had the apartment first. He was the first in a lot of stuff. When I would come home for the summers uh, from, from school, I would stay stay there, stay at his place. And, uh, and so I had to learn a whole different lifestyle. Now, I want you to understand this. This is very important. If you really make a commitment to love somebody, you have to also love them wherever they are. I know you can't really, maybe some of you can't understand that, but I had to love my brother in spite of. See, I wasn't as educated to, to the Bible or educated to his lifestyle. All I, But what I was educated to was I knew how to love and so that's what I gave him. I gave him what I knew how to do. And, and what I'm t trying to say today is that some of you might not go through what I'm going through, but you got somebody in your family that may have disappointed you. You might not understand them. You might not accept their lifestyle. You might not accept how they are able to do what they do. 
But see, love is able to cross all those boundaries because one thing that God never made us, if we are real for a minute, our job is not to judge anybody. That's his job. Our job is to love folk, period. And, and I still believe that if we just learn how that very important word, learn how to use that word for what it's really intended for. It's intended to heal. It's intended to deliver. It's intended to set folk free. It's intended to remind people that love makes the difference. Love can change. Love can invent. Love can do anything. And I'm glad that I grew up in a family that taught me how to love. That taught me that if just because a person was an alcoholic, just because a person was a drug dealer or a druggie or a heroin addict, whatever the case may be, our job, I was taught in my family that our job was to love them in spite of. My hope and prayer is is that whoever in your family could be you. Give love, show love, make love a priority in your life and in the lives of others around you. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Oh, yeah. Peace.